0: You are listening to we are, we are Voices.
1: We Are Voices. We Are Voices. We Are
2: Voices.
0: Series 2 of The Kind Place.
2: An audio series exploring our lives and experiences as refugees and asylum seekers.
1: I think of it like, um, what would you want people to understand about the experience of coming to the UK?
0: Yeah, this is really big because you think as long I am here in the UK, I am fine now, but you're not fine. It's like this is a new country, new people, a new culture, a new a new System, new law, new everything is in, is like in like a different planet, and you are vulnerable, you are weak, you are scarred, you sick, you unwell, and you put these two together, you gonna come out demolished person, the person who comes here, they they are they are lost. Mm-hmm.
2: The persons comes, comes here. here. They they, they are, are they, are, they lost. are lost. I used to live in Syria. We had two flats, and both were completely destroyed by the plane. When ISIS or Daesh came to Syria, my, my family was was sent away to my original city. We had a flat there, and my friends from other cities were sent somewhere else, but they don't have a flat to live in, so they will be sent in a tent or a shelter or a school to live. So I was thinking about these all of these people, so what's what's happened to to, to Ruba? what happened to Rana what happened to Reem So it it was crazy The person who comes here they they are they are
0: lost
2: مرحبا 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 انا hi this is Reema I'm a single mom of two lovely boys and they are naughty sometimes as well so yeah they drive me crazy many times. I'm a person who mixed of many things like I'm full of confidence but sometimes I feel like I'm completely shy person so if you are on my list in my social media platform, you will feel like I'm completely a sociable person, but in my real life, I completely live alone and feel lonely all the, most of the time. I have uh, four siblings, so we are five children. They are they are superstars. <laughs> They're so sociable, <laughs> so uh, clever, <laughs> careless as well. <laughs> so, yeah, because I'm the opposite of these kind of sort of of personalities. I'm the kind, the calm, the shy, uh, who listen to the orders they just keep saying, yes, mommy, I will do that. Okay, mommy, I'm sorry, mommy, no, 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 no. When I entered the high school, I've uh, met uh, two girls. They were like my brother and sister at the time. And she was doing what she want. I do remember, I just keep taking my turns rockets and badminton to the school. And she told me, look, it's better to go to that, um, like, uh, what did you say? it?" Tennis court? Yeah. I feel like every
1: time we talk about this, you're like, what's that word? What's that word? What's that word? I never thought about how it's such a weird word until you kept forgetting it and I was like,
2: yeah, court doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, yes, because court should be like suing someone or complaining about something. Yeah, exactly. I was like, why is it court? That's such a weird word. <laughs> to play, it's better than the school. I said, yes, but how we can take a permission? She said, what? No permission in the school, you have to run away. I said, how we can do that? She said, look, if you have your keys, it will be opened uh, in the school because the school gate can be opened with any key in the world, just to try. And when I tried, (laughs) it was opened. And that was the first time that I ran away from the school other girls they were running out just to meet other boys but me just to play Every day, after the school time, I crossed the, the park with my kids. So they just asking me, Mommy, we, we need to spend some time here in this park to play together with our friends, stuff like that. I said yes. And then I decided to bring my tennis rackets just to find, you know, because it's around three, four hours sometimes, and I need just to move around, practice, do something to that I really love and then when i i just uh, sit in front of the fence of that the tense playground i was prepared actually to play but no one invite me i just keep watching the people they came in pairs and go in pairs so it's not no one like me i'm the only one who came lonely and Live lonely without playing. The last call from the home office was at 7 p.m. Said, uh, Pack your bags and the car will be at 8 p.m. in front of the hostel. I said, Where to? They said, We are not quite sure where to. We will do, you will know uh, at 8. Uh, can you imagine you are tidy up your things and you are moving with your kids to somewhere you don't know where is to? And you feel like, okay, there's someone in, in, in my roommates in that hostel. I just want to say goodbye. I can't say good morning tomorrow or day after tomorrow something about really really hard to feel like you are completely lonely and even if you are tried hard just to just to integrate or just to deal with your new life with this difficult situation they they just keep sending you somewhere else Because I just keep moving around, I, I swear my clothes are in the bags I've been here in the UK two years. I don't have hangers to put my clothes in or a wardrobe Can you imagine? So all of these things feel like I'm 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 not I'm not settled Till this time I'm not settled You know all of these things makes me feeling lonely. Even when I spend my time in the park, I don't prefer to sit with anyone, just because I feel like maybe I will use to speak to him or to her, and then I will be sent somewhere else. And then when I will be in that that new place, I would just keep crying and just, I want to to feel like that I'm I'm okay, but just, not I'm not okay I just pretend that I'm okay because I have kids they need to feel like they are they live in uh, in a normal life which is I don't think so
0: Diamond, <laughs> focus, diamond. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> was, why do you why do you just keep saying
0: yes, yes? I'm trying to be serious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to be serious. You just need to. I'm trying to be serious. It's like yeah. yes, yes. Like if you had to
1: introduce yourself to somebody that you never met before, what what would you in one sentence what would you say about yourself?
0: One sentence. Oh. If I give it a sentence, I say, "Hi, I'm Diamonds. I was dead, but now I'm alive." I love everything in life. I've been living here in the UK for 18 years now. Usually, I am like a a person when you see them like they're ah, But then the real me comes out. It's like I think about things. It's like I'm creative. Um, I want to do things in life. So I know I laugh a lot but I am serious as well at the same time. So, really nice to meet you. I was talking with my mom because I sent her a Valentine card and my my nieces, they sent me like, oh, thank you. They were talking about how beautiful my Valentine card was and in like all of a sudden it hit me like wait a minute i'm 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 38 years old and nobody ever sent me a valentine card in a moment i felt miserable and sad and alone because i've been all these years like giving and giving and giving and to, to people who I love, like showing them that I love them. But unfortunately, I didn't experience an actual love in my life. In that moment, I, I prayed to God and said, God, I want, I want true love. I want a pure, solid love, not just any love, but a pure love. I was eighteen, seventeen, yeah, like still young. I'm, I'm I was doing my homework and then your brother comes and say okay back your back we are we are leaving now we had a backpack only and we drove I don't know maybe 4 hours in a car and then we went to Jordan so we were like from one country to another until we we came here was trying always like calming me down and like everything is gonna be okay we're gonna be safe and I was crying all the time it's like I don't know why we left but when we came here he he explained he said I was afraid that maybe somebody will kidnap you or or take you away so yeah Uh, you know, Baghdad is not what you see in the news there because they only show you the bad things but they don't show you the the good things. Uh, you know, the, the smell of the flowers, you know, especially in spring. It's like a heaven, small heaven. It was my, the last resort for me and my brother. It was like beginning of the end of Iraq. I think it's, it was after 1995, things went bad. It's so scary and terrifying. And you hear the bombs and you feel the, the floor shaking. And then all of a sudden, everything goes down and it's finished. We are alive. The year 2000, Baghdad was like collapsing every day, like one brick is falling. Like there is no law, only Saddam law. You have no right, only Saddam right. Like people disappear for no reason. It just because somebody just thought maybe you are doing something illegal or something they will kill you, kill your family and they put you in a like a an unknown grave and you disappear. Okay, back your back we are we are leaving now. Sometimes I I wonder what if there is no war in Iraq and I'm still there. And I have all my best friends uh, grow, go to college, to uni, we work together, uh, get married when you have your wedding, it's like people you grow up with. It's like, what? It's, it's a dream you know so I am a dreamer on dreams come true <sighs> I imagine whoever going to marry me is like this she's this, this woman is crazy know. Uh, I seriously I believe dreams come true. I seriously do. Even how much it is impossible, but I believe it. In that moment, I, I prayed to God and said, God, I want, I want true love. My friend texted me and she said, I have a present for you, which usually nobody gives me any present. I told her, what? Did you bring me a husband? She said, no, it's not a husband, but something else. So later on, she knocked on my door and, and I opened the door and there was this huge cage with two lovebirds in it. I was in like, have two thoughts coming into my head. One is like, oh God, is that, is that the end? There's no true love left in this world. So you send me a love birds, <laughs> like disappointment. On the other side, on the other head, I, I thought, is that maybe a hope or something to look forward to for the future? Uh, Because lovebirds, they are pure love. Um, Today, twenty second of March, twenty one. They are flying all over the place in my house, so I leave the cage open. I I don't I don't believe the birds in the cage. They are so cute. One name, Canafa, one name Kanafa, one name basbousse. So yeah, if you if you hear them. No. so I yeah they I make own. too much mess, which is okay. <laughs> because I think it's their favorites. When I wake up yeah. in the morning, it's like, what happened here?
2: What happened here? It's like poop everywhere. I love it when they do eye contact with me. If you just hit that ball, you feel like all the negative feelings that you have will go out.
0: I love animals because they are innocent. You know, I think they are similar to me. Each hit, I feel like I'm just getting rid of bad feelings. They brought me joy. They brought me joy. Animals make you feel more stronger and stronger and
2: stronger. Your
0: soul, you make you feel like you go, you go back to your child heart and like thoughts and. Stuff. First
2: hit for my mental
0: health. I love to cuddle them and kisses them and. Second one for my depression. Take care of them. I love it.
2: Third one for my bad sleep. Fourth one for my anxiety. Fifth one for my bad feelings and negative feelings about these days and about the last one about the the fears of the future because because if you feel if you live in in a frozen system and again no one care about you and uh, the people who should be qualified to to help and to support uh, in this system, they try just to to challenge you. To be honest, I, I do remember around five six months ago, I I rang someone who worked as a like supportive person in a in a charity supporting uh, refugees and asylum seekers. Told look. This is my friend's phone number. I feel like I'm dying. I can't imagine there's another day what comes to my life, or I will see the sun tomorrow. And I have two kids. I'm really worried about them. Please, if there's anything happened to me, or if you heard that uh, I I passed away, so ring these people. They they can't take my kids and. And they will live with them. Because I, I don't know how long I have to wait. Just to start my life. It's so hard. I can't stop thinking about them. Because I I feel like I'm a bad mom. I can't give them the, the enough support. Or the emotional support. I feel like I need this emotional support. No one can understand how hard is it. I know at the end they will give me my status, but why are you are just keeping me waiting for this long time? When when I was talking to that uh to that person he said can you breathe can you just take a rest just take i said rest from what And rest? how can i take rest how can i take breath i can't feel anything i can't i can't feel that i'm alive i'm ringing you because i feel like i'm dying i'm not alive how, how do you tell me like i have to i have to breathe is it the normal breathe that i you are asking for about the oxygen i already have the oxygen but i i don't feel it i need something i, I need to feel to to breathe my freedom you took my passport you take my I took my id you 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 prevent me from working from studying from choosing the place that i want to live in and then kept me ignored completely like an animal without asking without caring about about my my situation
0: came here to to the uk and we applied for an asylum it was it it got worse when we went to the um, airport when we arrived so they we thought that we say i want to apply asylum and then the the police would say okay go they will take you and they put you in a hotel and blah 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 and you but this policeman he said okay go right and then go left but when we walked it was the exit of the airport he fooled us and then we sat down it's like we were so terrified it's like what is going to happen like he led us to the street which is so many uh, people Being led to this way and they live i don't know how many months or years they they live as a homeless in this country and they don't know how to apply for asylum or go to the home office so this is really a bad experience so that's why i am here i'm talking and like because Maybe so many women like me, they didn't survive or they still like trying to kill themselves or they are in the dark place. 2nd of April, 21 Friday afternoon, the day is it's like a big lesson for me. I just let my two birds fly out and send them free. Uh, my people say, ask me why. Well, my reason is I. I always see them like close to the window and they are trying to come out of the window. I got the feeling they are missing nature. A reaction from me uh, from the feeling of feeling a prisoner. Even if somebody who is taking, taking care of you you're still not happy. It's like I felt I am really putting them in in like a small prison, it's like I felt really hurt. I just opened the window and they gone, it's like they fly away. But I felt their freedom, I felt their joy i I was shocked by my reaction. How did, <laughs> even they are two, just two birds, but if we all can, let people be free, let them, even if, give them the choice. So, I am really happy that I did what I did, even if it's, it's just breaking my heart.
2: Yeah, my home. Something about home. It's not easy just to say like I'm from Syria, I live in the UK and then I call this my home and this my home. It's not like that. Actually the home the place that give you the safe and feel give you the feeling of secure. It's something we are Syrian lost it ten years ago. The asylum seekers or the refugees, they came, they came not for your financial support. They came for their reasons, for their strong reasons, for their
0: the person who comes here they, they are they are lost.
2: Trauma they they face in their journey and they they bring it with them from their countries.
0: I'm now four or five years now going with charitable organizations who help asylum seekers and refugees in my in my area, in my city, which when a person new come to to the area they uh, you welcome them, you make them feel home. I feel really great because I didn't have this when I came. I am like I feel i'm I'm healing because I am helping in a way when I see a new person come. I tell them you're not alone. you tell them I'm here i'm I've been the same way. You are now, and it's gonna be okay. So, I see like kindness. is free. It's not a. It's not hard to be kind. I. I'm dreaming of, uh, world peace, which I know it is. Maybe crazy or and and it's like unbelievably hard to do but it is a dream and sometimes dreams come true so i'm a dreamer (laughs) you are listening to series two of the kind place
2: this episode was produced by me, Rima. And me, Diamond. Our senior producers are Ridy Addison Child and Jude Shapiro. 9th of
0: April, uh, 21, Friday morning, 6.30 morning. I just opened my window. and uh, There it is, my two lovely birds. Uh Um, It's an amazing feeling Um, to know they are safe and sound.
1: We Are Voices was made by The Voices Network in collaboration with the British Red Cross and supported by players of People's Postcode Lottery. The Voices Network is an independent organisation that shares the voices and personal views of refugees and asylum seekers. We believe that every refugee matters. If you do too, join us and stand up to say, we need a kinder and more compassionate way to support refugees. Visit everyrefugeematters.redcross.org.uk to pledge your support.